0: Today on the newscast, Hezbollah rejects a truce with Israel as the two sides continue to trade heavy blows. Is a prophetic war looming to Israel's north? Get my take next. Hey folks, Eric Stackelbeck here. Welcome to the Watchman newscast. Still fresh back from my trip to Israel last week and processing it all, one of the big takeaways for me was the situation in the north along the Lebanon border. Now, of course, I spent time in the south along the Gaza border. I heard the artillery fire, the gunfire, the explosions it was happening folks in real time while we were there right across the border we were in places like berry which was really the epicenter of the october 7th hamas massacre we went to the site of the nova music festival where 364 mostly young israelis were slaughtered all of that is an indelible memory for me now and yet my thoughts keep returning to the situation in the north if you watch the newscast last week We reported from on the ground on the Lebanon border in a closed military zone. Now, we were granted exclusive access to this area by the Israel Defense Forces. We interviewed our good friend, Elliot Chodoff, IDF reserve major, about the situation, about the tinderbox to Israel's north. And if you missed that newscast, folks, it was on Friday. I believe that was February 9th. You can check it out right here in our archives. Just go to Newscast, it's right there. While you're there, of course, be sure to subscribe and click the notification bell so you get alerts every time a new video is posted and so that you can join us here every day as watchmen and women on the wall. But I had a sense there, I don't want to say of dread, but a sense certainly in talking to the IDF and people like Elliot Chodoff. Uh, the mayor of one of the major towns in the north and other experts there. I had the sense that war is coming sooner rather than later. I'm not setting a timetable, but I'm saying that I don't think Israel has three to five years or that long before it has to deal with this Hezbollah threat to the north. I say that for a few reasons. Number one, you have some 80,000 residents of the communities in Northern northern Israel evacuated, still unable to go home, not knowing when they can go home. It hurts the economy, obviously. And you're going to meet one of those evacuees in a minute, folks, that I interviewed, and hear his harrowing story of survival there in the north as Hezbollah fired anti-tank missiles at his home while he was inside. So number one, the evacuees, you can't have a north. You can't have a Northern Israel if no one lives there and if you're literally at Hezbollah's gunpoint across the border, that's number one. Uh, Number two, Hezbollah continues on a daily basis to carry out strikes against Israel. Folks, if this was not a time of war in the south, Israel would have dealt with Hezbollah months ago. This would not have been permitted to go on, but Israel doesn't want to fight uh, on two fronts in a major way. Hey, that second front to the north is already open, but not in a massive way yet. But it will be, I believe, as Hezbollah continues to push the agenda today in Kiryat Shimona, for instance. Hezbollah rocket attack seriously injures a 47-year-old Israeli woman and her 15-year-old son. That was just today, folks, in Kiryat Shmona. Again, Hezbollah has fired over 2,000 projectiles into northern Israel since October 7th alone. Israel has responded and responded forcefully. So you know, Israel, as you saw in the title of today's newscast, continues to strike Hezbollah with heavy, heavy blows today. Two more Hezbollah operatives were killed in Israeli airstrikes. Israel, not only airstrikes, but artillery fire into all of those Hezbollah strongholds in Southern Lebanon. And again, this is right across the border. I mean, they're literally breathing down Israel's necks, but there are efforts now in the international community to change that status quo. And I'm sad to say since 2006, It has been a status quo. Hezbollah has been perched on Israel's northern border despite the UN's uh, ineffectual, and that's being kind, presence on that border. The UN is supposed to prevent Hezbollah from setting up shop there, but it hasn't gone too well, needless to say. But France now has put forward a proposal for a truce that would see Hezbollah move back some six miles from the border with Israel. Number one, that ain't enough, six miles. At least you gotta go to the Latani River, which is some 12 miles, perhaps more even, uh, from the border. Uh, And secondly, it's a moot point because Hezbollah has already said no. Sheikh Hassan Nasrallah has made clear that until Israel's war in Gaza against Hamas ends, that Hezbollah will continue its attacks against Israel. Folks, the likelihood of a diplomatic solution here to the Hezbollah problem is very, very slim. Needless to say, Israel's going to have to take action and Israel knows it. The question is not if, but when. We'll talk about that in a second. But up first, I wanted to toss to this clip from an interview I did, stayed in a hotel one night last week on the Sea of Galilee in Tiberias. And 90% of the people in this hotel were residents of Israel's north who had evacuated And now they are staying in hotels across Israel. Again, folks, this is not sustainable, this situation. Stefan, who you're about to meet, is a journalist, but he lives in Matula, the northernmost town in Israel. His home was destroyed by Hezbollah anti-tank missiles. He miraculously survived. Here's his story. Hey, folks, Eric Stackelbeck here. I am here with Stefan. Now, Stefan was, I should say, for over 30 years, a resident of Matula. Matula is the northernmost Israeli town along the Lebanon border. And then Stefan's home was struck by two Hezbollah anti-tank missiles. That's why he and I are in a hotel right now in the Galilee. Stefan, you were evacuated from your home. Tell us a little bit about the situation right now in the wake of a Hezbollah attack on your
1: home. Because like you, I'm a journalist. And uh, They aimed at our buildings and they they, they just shot, like you said, two uh, anti-tank missiles in a period of five minutes and I was very lucky uh, to be safe because I was in the house, I was in the shelter actually, and the house suffered a lot of destruction, a lot of damages and then i had no no choice i mean i've been there for during three months before it happened the, the situation was quite tense already they were bombing every day sometimes for one hour sometimes during two days non-stop but we, we were never struck until then and i had no other choice i took my car I waited for the night to come because it was too dangerous to move in the daylight. They they, they were 400 yards away. Hezbollah. Yeah, this is nothing. And um, so so uh, well, when night came, I took the car, I took uh, a few boxes with me, and uh, I went here. I knew the people. From Metula had been evacuated to this hotel here in Tiberias. Yeah. And uh, I came here, they gave me a room, and since then I'm staying here. You're, you're almost
0: a refugee in your own land. I am. And up. you don't know if you can go back to Metula, when you'll go back, how long you'll be in this hotel because of this Hezbollah, continued Hezbollah
1: on Slavic floors. Even today, uh, it was not a quiet day in Metula. They hit another three, four houses today, Uh, empty houses, which was not the case of ours. Ours, they decided on purpose, knowing we were journalists, to attack our place, which is not the case uh, today. They just attack empty houses. I think they they, they hit uh, three or four today, and now that's every day, every day. So I have no idea when we can uh, go back. I'm in charge, I am the, 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 the chief editor of the of the agency. That means that we have 20 journalists in uh, working. We're, we're working from home and we have no idea whatever about when we can come back to our premises.
0: Stefan, thank you so much. Folks, this is unsustainable. This cannot go on. Hezbollah must be stopped and the residents of the north must be permitted to return to their homes. This has to end. Stefan, thank you so much. God bless you. We'll be praying for you. have got a lot of people watching right now. You will be in everyone's prayers. You, everyone from Atula, everyone in Northern Israel. Thank you, Stefan. Thank you very much. God bless my friend. Folks, please keep Stefan and all these evacuated residents of the north in your prayers. Again, this situation cannot stand. They must return home. And also remember the residents of the south along the Gaza border also evacuated. They may return home in June. There are some rumblings about that. But the situation in the north, look, as long as Hezbollah is there on the border, they're not going home because rightly, they're very concerned about Hezbollah trying to duplicate, or even better in their view, in Hezbollah's view, October 7th, and carry out that style massacre in the north. Something must be done as we close here. The prophetic implications, number one, I believe Israel will strike Hezbollah forcefully. I don't know when. Uh, our friend Elliot Chodoff, I mentioned, again, you can check out our newscast last Friday, February 9th here in the archives, he said perhaps after the, the winter time, this is the rainy season in Israel right now and in southern Lebanon, perhaps when the weather breaks, is that March? Is that April? We don't know. It, it could it be next March or April or April. Tough to say, but sooner rather than later, I would think. I'm not a timetable guy. I'm not that foolish, <laughs> needless to say. But what I will say is Israel's got to deal with this. And it is getting to the point where Israel, northern Israel can't function unless Hezbollah is soundly, I believe, defeated, not just pushed back. Hezbollah needs to be defeated or this will remain a persistent thorn for Israel prophetically. Is this part of Psalm 83? Uh, We've had many, many comments about Psalm 83. I've interviewed Bill Salas, our good friend Amir Sarfati. There are varying views on the Psalm 83 war. Has it been fulfilled in 1948 or 1967? Is it yet to come? So I want to hear your take on that. I think we'll do a live stream tomorrow where we'll talk about that more. But could that be part of a Psalm 83 war? Uh, that's unclear to me. I'd like to hear your take on it. But what is clear to me is the big one looming Ezekiel's war, the war of Gog and Magog. I think you're seeing kind of the groundwork laid for that now when Israel is going toe-to-toe with Hamas and Hezbollah, these Iranian proxies eventually Russia and Iran and Turkey will unite and come against Israel. And it doesn't end too well for them, needless to say. But if you doubt me there, go and read Ezekiel 38 and 39 right now. We're going to unpack all this tomorrow live on the live stream here. I believe we will go at about 3 p.m. Eastern time. We'll give you updates here on the channel. Until then, thanks so much for joining us here today on The Watchman. God bless you. And remember, never hold your peace.